Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the Friend of the Pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Social media has become such a utility in our lives that it almost feels wrong to not post about things that are happening in the world if you have time and if you are posting about, you know, your beach bikini pics and what have you. Even to the point where I had written this like sweet paragraph in my notes app one day when I was feeling emotional and was reflecting on the past four years that I had been at college and stepping into my gender identity and my truth and myself. Mm. And I sent it to my mom and she was like, this is great, but um, it doesn't mention anything to do with Iran. And that's where you should be really focused right now. And Uh, this is like a month ago. And I'm like, I'm posting about Iran mother and this that is so much obviously more important in my opinion than what I'm saying right now yeah yeah, but I'm yeah. like even my mom is like but also that that'd be inauthentic for me to just end a paragraph you know shouting out this obviously very important cause yeah you're like pray discussed. for this country um so also Iran yeah also, <laughs> also Iran also Iran like, which by the way it. also Iran I'm John Favreau welcome to offline hey everyone Happy 2023. We're all a year older and wiser. Maybe more older than wiser for me. I obviously spend a lot of time talking about the internet and social media. And as you may have noticed, uh, sometimes I talk about younger platforms like TikTok or certain online trends with a real how-do-you-do-fellow-kids kind of energy. So today my guests are Crooked's youngest podcasters, two of the hosts of our show, Dare We Say. Josie Toda and Yasmin Hamidi are best friends, actresses, and social media gurus who serve up commentary on everything from relationships to activism each week. The first part of today's show will be a listener-submitted Q&A with the Dare We Say hosts to talk through some of the things that make me feel old, like dating apps and emoji use. The second part of the show features a return guest who's better than anyone else at giving me shit and calling me out on it. My wife, Emily. The two of us will answer your questions about Twitter fights, screen time, raising a toddler, and the things that really matter, Taylor Swift and White Lotus. As always, if you have comments, questions, or complaints, please email us at offline at crooked.com. And please rate, review, and share the show. Josie Toda and Yasmin Hamidi, hosts of the fantastic show Dare We Say... Welcome to Offline. Oh my God, we're so Thank happy you to for be having here. Us. Our producers have wanted to do this crossover for a while now. I think mostly to have fun at my expense mm. as a 41 year old who is hopelessly out of touch with the social media habits Got of 20 somethings. And I'm always down to be embarrassed. So here we are. I think you're selling yourself short. I think the, the younger children, I think you'd be happy to hear that you have quite a big fan base among. Yeah, you oh, do. Well, among the Gen see, Z, I, the, the children. That they I love, love you. This yeah, you're like this is actually the reason why we're doing this episode. <laughs> this so is what I wanted it. to hear. You know, before you came in, I actually was doing the intro for Dare We Say, and I was like, we're going to be with a 37 year old. So I thought you were 37, and then Thank Caroline you. quickly shut that down. Caroline quickly shut that down. So <laughs> no, I'm not. No, my younger brother is who Josie knows. Is, yes, uh, is, who is that? Is played that age, my uncle but... on a on a short lived television series. Called That's Champions. Right. Andy and Josie work together. Oh my Shout God. out Andy Favreau. Yeah. Where I also played a South Asian character. So. <laughs> Already, and the times were different. Times were different. Times was, were I don't different even know how many years then. ago now. Times were different. Yeah. Well, so we asked people for questions, and, and just as an example, I got this reply that was definitely not a question. OMG, Favs is like their grandfather. So that's <gasps> a one thing that happened. How does um, that make you feel? Fine. Okay. You're like, I sleep well at night, I don't care. I have a few actual questions for for the two of you about your experience uh, being the most online generation yet. But feel free to jump in at any time if you have questions, comments, mockery for me, whatever. Slay. Okay. Okay. First question. What do you think is the biggest generational divide 
in terms of how older and younger people use and think about social media? Wow. Yaz, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, love that you called me Yaz. I'm so grateful that we're on that. (laughs) We're on that. We're on that level now. That's how we are. Um, I think the big one is my parents always say this to me. Why do you want to put your whole life on social media? Mm. Why do you care to share everything on social media? What you're doing, whether that's a story, a post, tagging the location, whereas my parents are very removed from that. So I think it's our generation want to capitalize off social media and make something out of it. Whereas I feel like your generation kind of wants to share it in like a more playful way. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Well, I mean, what Josie, why do you, if you agree with your co-host, uh, why do you feel like you want to share so much of your life on social media? I think as young people and specifically our generation, we have a tendency to want to feel closer to other Mm. people and to feel less alone. And I think we have capitalized off of social media and and weaponized it as a way to connect to people who are like us, especially if you are from a marginalized community. I mean, even just growing up as a trans person in, you know, Northern California, I didn't know anyone else who was trans. I had never met a trans person. I had never Mm. even heard of a friend knowing a friend that was trans. And having social media to kind of make friends online or just get advice from like a big sister or an older friend that that you would in real life um, was instrumental. And I think young people really understand the power of connection. I think... Yeah. I think that this might be, I mean, it could be untrue, but in my opinion, I would say that most of the polarization we see in media is coming from older generations. And I think younger people are actually trying to merge that divide. A hundred percent. That's interesting. I'm an interesting case. My generation is an interesting case because I think we're sort of on the edge. Like I spent the first 20 years of my life without social media. And then I have spent the last 20 on social media. Mm. I feel like when I started to get on social media, like when I first got on Instagram, it was a place to connect with friends, which is what you guys are talking about, which I really loved. I think where social media, at least for me, has gotten worse is when those connections go beyond just friends or people that you meet online that become your friends. Mm. And it's instead the whole world that you're talking to and dealing with and hearing from oh. all the time. Oh, yeah. I think social media is such – what a convenient place to have an opinion also because <laughs> you can hide behind a screen. There's a lot of, like, user 7321, yeah. user blah, 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 like a lot of catfishes out there that are so willing to just put their opinion out just for the sake of putting their opinion out. Yeah. And I feel like – I think there was a study that did this that – the majority are men in like the Midwest or like the South of the United States that are like in their thirties that just love trolling. And this is big. I don't know with the gaming community or whatnot, but they love having an opinion and starting havoc just for the sake of havoc. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's the difference also. Cause like they're, they're not exactly your generation, but they're not ours. They're right in between us. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of, uh, lonelier dudes, lonely, lonely men. Yeah. That just, they want to, they're, they resent people having a community. Therefore they're coming in and trying to rip it apart. Yeah. Is there anything that, uh, Ruben asked this question, a username Ruben, is there anything younger, more online people wish they could have experienced like the less online generations before them? I think even just growing up, you know, we talk about it a lot on our show and even just amongst each other as friends. It's not normal to like see each other or our own faces this much. And as Mm. actors, Mm. I think that's something that like we have to reckon with. But like that's something that everyone can relate to now is we're so aware of every single detail of our appearance and what Hmm. we look like at any moment of the day or any second as young people our like camera as pathetic as it sounds is like opened like a million times a day you know it's so weird i don't even know if you know that but like yeah someone's always looking at themselves when they're moving about their day and i think just growing up is something that we miss out on like having a genuine puberty experience without having to have 
every second of their lives documented. And I think that that stunts a lot of growth in people. Huh. Yeah, 100%. I think it's also, I just, we don't go outside as much. We don't like like the very simplest of things. We don't enjoy the basic aspects of life. Like I and, and that I'm at fault for this too. Like when I go outside and like and the trees looking really beautiful, instead of like going to touch a tree or like look at a tree, I'm like, let me take a photo of this first. Yeah. Like let me document yeah. this first in story. Or when I'm going out to a restaurant and the food's really beautiful, instead of like being mesmerized by the food and being like, I can't wait to eat this plate. I'm like, let me take a photo of this first. Let me show the world this. I remember, I think it was Earth Day. Like many years ago, in like 2008 or whatever, and Disney Channel stopped all programming for an entire day and said, like, you just need to go out and play outside. And that just memory just came back to my head. I was like, there would never, and we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Instagram then. Me sounding like an elder when I was literally six years old. <laughs> um, back in the day, she's been through it. She's had growth. She started in the sticks. Um, Please chip on her shoulder. But like you can't, you've come so far, babe. But you can't just shut down all social media. You know, like there's everything is always on. I can't even go ten minutes without being spoiled by the White Lotus finale because I haven't even had enough time to watch it, and that fucks you up. You know. Yeah, that's emotionally the specifically the White Lotus finale. That's like traumatizing for someone. No, I we I couldn't watch it even for an hour and a half. And uh, I had to like plug in my phone and I just left it somewhere yeah. because I was like, I can't even pick up my phone because forget about Twitter. Like friends would text about it. Right. The, one experience I wish that you both could have had that, mm. with it, that I used to have when I was in college. So we only had we had instant messenger in college and no phones. We do not have cell phones uh, or at least not like smartphones. Yeah. So you would go out to a party. You go out with your friends to the party. And then you'd all you'd have the party. Everyone would split up, do different things, and then the next day you would go to brunch in the dining hall, and that would be the first time you heard about your friend's night and what happened. At, the at, debrief. The debrief. The debrief. And there yes. was a full brunch debrief that never happens yeah. now. The I would imagine because the anticipation. the anticipation and and the stories, and you connect over those stories at brunch, and it's such a it's something you look forward yeah. to. Yeah. And now it's all sort of instant, and everything's planned, and you know where everyone is all the time. I will say we, we do we try to do that. We do something in our friend group where we give teases, where we're like, okay, well, I need to yeah. I need to refill on this, but I'm like, can I at least have a tease? And so we'll give like keywords, uh, and we love a debrief. We always do coffee in the morning. Always do coffee, and it's always on the couch, and like all of us will come together, and the teaser cannot be like more than two sentences. That's long. good. That but like that. true though, if you ran into your ex, you would just text me in that moment and be like, "I ran into my ex." I ran into my ex, but I, but then you would make sure to say, and this is something I really value in my friendships, is that I don't want to hear about it that night. I want to have the community together tomorrow morning, and let's do the debrief. Like it is literally a ritual yeah. of sorts of like having that moment, and it's like my friends in college and I were talking about it because I was in Santa Barbara this weekend with them for a birthday, and we like had a little bit of fun, and the next morning we're like. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and we were together too. We weren't on social media. We weren't talking about it. But it's like being together on a couch talking. It's great. Talking tea. Like that is, I don't know. It's Well, rare. part of it is like all my friends, none of us. There's one friend that we have who's still single. And so like now all of it, we're like, tell us your story. Like, did you go on a date? Tell us <gasps> about the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, none yeah. of us have any other news. We're like, yeah, we, you know, we're married. We, we did what married people do. <laughs> and, and what is that? Married with children? Uh, married with children. We uh, watch TV till 8.30 or 9 o'clock and then go to bed. <laughs> sure. Or, or if there's like a big night out and we got a babysitter, then, you know, we we go out till and then 11 the or 11.30. The debrief in the morning <laughs> on FaceTime with a, the baby. Yeah, there's somewhat of a debrief. Like that, like, that Dateline episode last night was insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much pressure do you feel to post about social or political issues or causes or events? I think it's become so ingrained in our culture. And we also discuss the really tight line between performative activism and posting authentically because social media has become such a utility in our lives that it almost feels wrong to not post about things that are happening in the world if you have time and if you are posting about, you know, your beach bikini pics and what have you. Even to the point where I had written this like, sweet paragraph in my notes app one day when I was feeling emotional and 
was reflecting on the past four years that I had been at college and stepping into my gender identity and my truth and myself. Mm. And I sent it to my mom and she was like, this is great, but um, it doesn't mention anything to do with Iran. And that's where you should be really focused right now. And uh, th- this is like a few weeks. This is like a month ago. And I'm like, yeah. I'm posting about Iran, mother. And this that is <laughs> so much obviously more important in my opinion than what I'm saying right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, even my mom is like, but also that that would be inauthentic for me to just end a paragraph, you know, shouting out this obviously very important Cause yeah, you're to like pray for this country. Um, so also Iran. Yeah, also, <laughs> also Iran. Also Iran. Like, which, by the way, it. also Iran. Uh, we are, yeah. are going through a revolution right now, and everybody should be informed of this and should look it up if they don't know what we're talking yeah. about. But even to the point where my mom is mentioning it, it's like it's become such a part of uh, of our vernacular that it's like it's a difficult line to tell. Yeah, um, like Josie said, we have an episode on this, like the the award for best performative activism on yeah. Dare We Say. Um, and I'm split. I have two opinions because to a degree, I do believe that if you have a platform, you 100% have a responsibility to post about things. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you have a platform, you have that responsibility. That being said, if it's not authentic, if you're not educated about it, if you've right. not done your due diligence and your research, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, because that 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 would be my like I I do this for a living, right? Yes. Like I'm a political news junkie, so I'll post about right. I can post about most things. But most people shouldn't have to know about everything. No, like it'd be nice if you were educated about every issue in the world. But if you're not, and you still feel like you have to post about it anyway, I feel like that's when people get into trouble. A hundred percent. And also, you you have to protect your peace at the end of the day too, because like uh, the girls and I have talked about this. There's so many awful things going on in the world constantly, and like we're literally burning into shreds right now with our climate. And like things can be so daunting and so sad that posting about every sad and horrific issue might do more harm than good. Yeah. Might do more harm than good. So I think taking a step back and just feeling like taking out that pressure, but also knowing if you are on a, not a pedestal, but people do look up to you and people do come to you for news, acknowledging that and then going forward. Yeah. I think you can make the world a better place and and, and work to improve things without just like bumming everyone out all the oh time. Oh my God. Yes. A hundred percent. No. And that's something I really like about Pod Save America and specifically a lot of the shows on Crooked is that they, they, we, we all bring levity to yeah, these news. I think it's important. Because that's levity. how hope- Levity. Yes. Levity. <laughs> Hashtag John Lovett. But, but that's how we move forward is because we'll all just sit in a pit of our own tears for years. Yeah. And that's you know? not helping anyone. No, that's not. Yeah. You only live once. Caro on Instagram asks, you guys should talk about dating apps. They're terrible. I just miss dating apps since I met Emily like right before dating apps took off. Really? So I've totally missed them. Do you use them? Are they terrible? I have been on famously one date on a dating app. So I do not use them. They don't work for me. I used to be a really like a Instagrammer dating app person, like using Instagram as a dating app. Yeah, you were a DMer. I was a DMer. I'm former. I'm a recovering addict. I don't do that anymore. I I don't know where I had the confidence to do such a thing. But now I'm just kind of like, if I just get, I need, I don't know. I'm waiting to get smacked in the face on accident by a man in like a cafe. And like, I fall to my knees in love. Um, Please. That's great. (laughs) I don't know why our meet cute is like domestic abuse. I'll work Please, on that. Please, I can't. But <laughs> Yasmin is the person that I get all my dating app stories from. Yeah. So I actually met my current, like, uh, I hate the word partner Lover. so much, but like my person that I know, I'm... It's like a boring sort like, of antiseptic word. Like my That's partner. Why, yeah, like yeah. I'm like, we're not 90. Right. Like, we are in a committed <laughs> relationship, but like, yeah. I'm not like, this is my partner. Like, no, this is my person. Um, we actually met through Hinge. And so, okay. yeah, so we met. Hinge, al- Hinge has always seemed like the friendliest, safest one. It's the safest one because Tinder's like for like if you want to like hook up, strictly hooking up. Bumble is kind of like, oh, woman, make the first move first. Like, oh, sh- relax. Yeah. Like literally relax. <laughs> Hinge is like the apps that's supposed to be deleted. And that's kind of iconic, which I did delete it actually, you know, and like I sent my person a rose because you could do that. Dating apps are fun, but like. There are a bunch of weirdos on there, and also people are not taking it seriously. I'd encourage people to talk to talk to more people in, in person, which yeah. is sounds. I now I send like 
like I'm a uh, co-host of The View or something, speaking to children. Like yeah, the okay. I'm literally that person. I like, this. I, like I, this. I am that person that needs to be told this to you. But like, I will go up and just talk to random people all the time. And especially now I've been living in like a foreign country for the past six months and I've gotten bored of just life. And so I've gone up to random people and just been like, hi, how are you? And I would encourage it. I think it creates connections that are more genuine and authentic. And you're not hiding behind a phone. You're forced to like show up for yourself. Yeah. So I'd recommend But that. also you do meet, I, mean, I hate to play the devil's advocate, but like then you do meet some good people. It's very rare because I've been on, Josie knows I've cried to her. I've cried over bad dates on Hinge and on Bumble and on these bullshit apps. Yeah. Like these guys suck. And then you meet like this girl, like one girl who's like changes your life and like she's incredible on Hinge and like I've heard it both ways look we're in I'm, love I, I met Emily at a bar randomly see that's totally great. just that's randomly great. at yeah. a bar met her we, at a bar our, our group of friends went up to her group of friends and that was that so and then I have friends who met their spouses on uh, dating apps yeah so it's and it's it worked really out goes, well it goes both ways you know it's whatever floats your boat it's whatever floats. It doesn't float Josie's and it floats mine perfectly, but there you go. Yeah. Katie on Instagram says, uh, what are your favorite emojis and which ones do you think are cringe? I'm taking I am not really an emoji user yeah, at all. Either, I'm just really. pretty blunt. I'm not an unironic emoji user. I am. <laughs> I am. Yes, I mean, is, the, is the one for that. I don't really see. Here are my little things. Okay. I sometimes use the eye roll emoji. I know you would. <laughs> uh, that literally makes sense. You, I can so see John like just, just having like, the, this one. Oh, God. So really? So there's this one. I love the heart, like having the hand on the heart. Okay. This. Yep. Ding. And then this one. I salute you. <laughs> ding. That's like, yes, ma'am. Those are great I'm like, ones. yes, sir. And then this one. Face palm. Like the, Surprise the face. face. The, no, it's, it's like oh, 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 palm face. The palm, over, palm, like, palm over yeah. mouth. Face. Trying to explain this I, for the audio medium. Exactly. Yeah. I love the bubbles. I love bubble emoji. Bubble. Bubble. Like it's really pretty colors. Oh. And then obviously the laughing. Oh, I also love the. The sad <laughs> that one. The no, face. it's like you no. love me. She looks like she's. Oh, she's like emotional. She's like a wimp. It's like a wimp Look. face. A wimp. Okay. And then one. The last one is the. That one, you know, it's like the tongue out, sort of crazy. Tongue out, yeah. Yeah. Tongue out the side, deranged. Right. Just did MDMA. Good. That's a good <laughs> yeah. list. One last question before you guys go. Nicholas asks, uh, what brings Josie and Yaz hope? And what strategies do they suggest to find community and feel less Instagram envy? It's the last question for you. I think something that really brings us hope is getting to know the people that are not only in our generation, but that are even younger than us. I mean, I spoke at a school um, at, in Brooklyn. Well, I wasn't in Brooklyn. I was on Zoom. Wish I could have gone to Brooklyn. And In I my met, room. In your room. And, I, and you heard the conversation that I had with them, which was so mm-hmm. inspiring and wonderful because it, there was all these like 10-year-olds and 9-year-olds standing so proud and and true in their identity um, mm-hmm. who are LGBTQIA plus kids. And that just made me so excited and thrilled that even when I wasn't strong enough or I wasn't brave enough to like stand in, in my truth at such a young age, like seeing that more, I think makes us hopeful. And also I just feel like as people in this time right now, there's this need for coming together that I think we're seeing more than ever. And I think that has been reflected in our recent midterm election in a minimal way, but in a, in a way that, that we saw. And I think it's reflected in social media. I really do think people want to get along more than they don't. And mm-hmm. yeah, that ideology gives me hope. And also, and what was the second part? What strategies do they suggest to find community and feel less Instagram envy? Yeah, I think, Josie, you said it perfectly. I think a big one is investing in your friends that you have with you. And, like, I know things get busy. I know life takes a toll. But I really implore you to, you know, make that effort of just an hour of coffee if you can. Or if your friends across the country, that FaceTime and asking questions and saying, like, I saw this meme. This song reminded me of you. And I also feel like the older you are, the less likely you are 
to build relationships, new friendships, too. I was just about to say that this is I'll, I'll be the old guy talking on this one. As you get older, it's more difficult to yes, do that 100%. with your friends because, you know, you get married and you have kids and you're busy at your job. But it becomes even more important to reach I out to those friends to, to, to set the time to have like a couple hours to hang out, to go out yeah. on a Friday night. It's super important. Put in the genuine effort and be present and also know that social media is so freaking fake. And even if you're seeing your friend on a yacht somewhere, it might as well be a green screen, literally in no, Burbank. It, it, no, because it is a green screen. Yeah. It's all and, fake. And, and because it is fake. And what matters is the life that you lead and you live. And at the end of the day, when you're six feet under or hopefully 12 feet above in a statue, like I presume Josie, to that be, was incredible. Love that, that is hilarious. Josie. You aren't going to be regretful that you didn't get to do the things that the people you saw on social media were doing. You're going to mm. be regretful that you didn't spend time with the people in your life and the ones that you love and the things yeah. that you care about. Well, that is a perfect place to leave it. I think we're good a right A lovely there. thought. Josie Toda and Yasmin Hamidi, thank you so much. Thank you for having this us. This was fun. This is exciting. We should do this again. Yeah, anytime. Oh my God. Incredible. Thank you. Well, now, you guys have to, now you guys have to do like a Pod Save the World crossover with Tommy. Just oh, to oh, we must. We have just to. to Dying well, to do that. Done. It's already about happened. Iran. And then there. we can talk about Iran, the Perfect. Middle East. because Alright, yeah. bye guys. Thanks. Bye. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the Friend of the Pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. All right, we're back. So here's one of the questions we got from a Twitter user named Light My Way. Just listen to your episode with Emily Favreau from last year. Why is this not a yearly thing for you two? I would have loved to hear how things have evolved from last year. Ask and you shall receive with us in studio now. Hello. My better half, oh. Emily Favreau. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming. I've never sat here with the microphone. I feel like John Lovett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that a good thing? Uh, no. <laughs> and Leo's, <laughs> Leo's sitting in your chair as well. Leo's here, yep. We've got most got, of the family got here. the whole gang. Yeah. Um, all right, so we are going to talk about how things have, quote, evolved in a little bit. But first, um, maybe you can ask me, like last year, some listener questions, and then I got a few for you. All right. Um, I'm excited. Okay. So, and these are collected from Twitter and Instagram. Yes. My own Instagram, though. Yeah. You put out a call for questions last night, which I thought was important. All your Twitter questions are like a little Twittery. So I tried to get That's into right. some of the fun and stuff. And as you know, I can barely use Instagram. Yes. You, if John has ever we'll, posted we'll get it on Instagram. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Questions for John. So, a few people asked you. How do we combat the guilt of living on Elon's Twitter when he is such a raging douche? Obviously, we have an addiction, but is it worth it? Uh, yes, we have an addiction. I have an addiction. I'm glad you can acknowledge that. Yes, Elon is a douche. I think he's worse than I imagined. And as you know, look, I, I've had a few run-ins with Elon uh, about a decade ago, and I have thought he was a douche since then. IRL and <laughs> and. On the internet. And on the internet, that's right, yeah. So I've, I've never liked him. That aside, I'm sort of sticking around, partly because I'm addicted to Twitter, but partly because I'm like, I don't want to let this asshole win and, like, push me off Twitter. Like, if there's a good alternative, and so far I think, you know, there's Mastodon seems very complicated, Post seems promising, but, like, everyone is on Twitter right now, right. still. Or, like, that's that's the most public place. Yeah. And so I feel like... I want to keep posting there. And why do I like Twitter? I like it for the news. Uh, I think that's most important. It curates news for me, and I'm in the news business. I think sometimes it's funny. We talk about funny you, tweets you sometimes. You feel very defensive. I just want to remind you that well, I, I did how, not ask you this that's how question. I always, that's how I always <laughs> okay, talk okay. about it. Yeah, this, sorry. Uh, I'm always, I'm always battling my internal the internet. demons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think sometimes tweets are funny, and I think... Like, there's a lot of nice people on Twitter, too. There are nice people on Twitter. You know? 
And there's a, so I I'm I want to stick it out for now and okay. like Elon's a douche he can be a douche all he wants right some people were um, offering suggestions about how to like make the experience better like I just I now only get notifications from people who follow me mm. which has already improved the experience you used to get notifications from just everyone on Twitter not like notifications popping up on your phone yeah but when you go oh, to your mentions your, your mentions now my mentions now my mentions are just people who follow me oh interesting okay which has already improved it I love that for you so there we go um okay well Sarah asks if Twitter shut down tomorrow what app would you accidentally open the most while breaking your Twitter habit <sighs> I mean right now, I think I'm opening Instagram more than I used to because I am on Twitter a little bit less. Though you sort of, you got me into TikTok a little bit too. I mean, TikTok is fun. I'm not a TikTok poster myself, but I love to consume it. I also think the algorithm is better. Like they have figured out exactly what you want. Like what does your TikTok look like? Uh, right now, my TikTok is White Lotus commentary oh. and Taylor Swift stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I love that for you. <laughs> and like random political stuff too. Oh, really? Um, I'm, yeah. I'm just getting the people, zero political just on TikTok. Of, just because of the people I follow. But here's the thing. You tic- follow people on TikTok? Well, I, I didn't. When I first signed up, I I, I started fo- it, it like offers you people to follow who are in your contacts. Okay, okay. And so I just, I, I haven't followed a few because then you told me that's not really what you're supposed to do on TikTok. Well, I don't even know. I so don't it's even like, know. It's like, it like showed me Travis and it's like follow Travis. I'm I like, think okay. I follow Travis too. Yeah, so it's stuff like that. Okay. But I only I don't follow too many people. Anyway, the only challenge with TikTok is I'm not always in a spot where like sound can play on my That's phone. That's how I feel exactly. So it's like when sometimes when we're just like sitting around after Charlie's gone to bed, we right. can watch TikTok because it's like yeah, and there's like nothing more annoying than someone listening to sound on their phone in a space with someone else like are we but then do we like put headphones on and just fully not speak to each other you know like that feels like a slippery slope this is another reason i'm addicted to twitter because it's like i get that we're all visual now and instagram is nice but i'm like i just want to read some stuff that's how i consume information is reading it and you can't really do that on tiktok or uh, instagram remember when we couldn't find anything to watch and i made you watch tiktok on my phone with me and we did it for like an hour (laughs) yeah it was actually really fun i know it was great um Speaking of TikTok, Eve asks, when will John make an appearance on the Crooked TikTok account doing a TikTok dance? Never. And I I imagine you would uh, divorce me if I ever did that. I honestly, I was thinking about this question. Um, (laughs) I am telling you here and now, if you want to dance on TikTok, (laughs) you dance, John. Um, John is very coordinated. You're a good dancer. Can you imagine? I think you could do it. I don't think that that's what the crooked fans I have a want. Friend, I have a friend who has danced on TikTok. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name him. Who's engaged to a much younger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. And I think that was. Yeah. I don't think that was great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I I retract my allowance of you dancing on TikTok. Um, no, but I think I think I follow the crooked TikTok. It's it's good. Yeah, it's great. Pretty great. We're crushing it. Okay. And then a few people asked, I think this one was mainly from my Instagram story, but I I think you should try to take this one. Um, Why are some husbands so bad at capturing candid moments? Yeah. It's funny because you, you, this has been a complaint of yours for quite some time. Well, I I think we should adjust (laughs) the question here. It's not even candid moments. It's just like, hey, could you take a photo of me with my child? Like, I, I'm with him a lot. I Here's the thing, though. It's not like I'm taking a ton of pictures and I'm just not taking pictures of you and Charlie. I'm not taking many pictures at all. No, I know. I don't think... And I think this is more... I guess I didn't think it was like a husband thing, although uh, judging by yeah. the responses that you got to your uh, Instagram post, maybe it is a husband thing. I thought it was more of like a... I was going to blame this one on generational because I just don't... I, I didn't... Because no. I didn't grow up with a smartphone, I don't think about like taking pictures all the time of everything. I just don't do. Now I I love when you take pictures and yeah, I get I to know. see. You're the always picture. like cuddling Charlie, and then you like look over at me, like like seeing if I'm taking a photo, yeah, and no, then you're I like, do. oh wow, you're look right. at all these cute candidates. I, and I'm like, right. yeah, I'd love I'd love one staged photo, just like <laughs> me and Char snuggling on the couch. And then when you do take them, and I've posed, they're like somehow terrible. So you just have like a lifetime well, supply of like, dad, I, I, everyone's like, are Charlie and John so close? I'm like, no, they just like, I mean, they are, but like, so am I. 
I'll t- that's that should be a resolution for next year. To that take I'll more photos. Take more photos oh. of you, as you call it, proof of mom. Proof of mom. Yeah. I'll take more photos of you too. Proof, but of, I just, proof just, of life. I gotta have the impulse to take more photos in general, and then I gotta be better at it. I'm just also not good at taking pictures. I don't know why. Mm. Well, I think I'll we can work on that. I think it's a great resolution. You, you spend a lot. I mean, you do a lot of posed pictures. And or you have us all pose, and you spend a lot of time figuring out just the right lighting, po- all that kind of stuff. I'm just not good at that. I mean, I feel like that's an excuse, and I think you could use <laughs> more of your phone camera okay. and less of its other apps. Okay, great, 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 great. Note taken. Thank you. Uh, all right, there's a few questions for both of us. Sarah asks, "What's been the best thing about raising a toddler with all the tech we have available in 2022, and what's been the hardest?" Um, this was a great question. So I think one of the best things is just all of the like videos of how to use baby products and things like that that are at our disposal. Like you left the house today and I was on like my 16th YouTube video of how to install a car seat. Mm. Um, And like same with like the baby Brezza. Like anytime there was a baby (laughs) thing, like I never read instructions. I just watch a YouTube video and there's already some mom or dad or caretaker who has done it. So I think that has been very helpful. Or like being able to, go- I don't know how people were able to parent before Google because like when something happens with your child, you can just Google like, you know. Yeah, like smearing poop on crib. I was going to, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you said it because that's, yeah, smearing smearing poop on crib was one that we Googled <laughs> and it's like, that's a sign that they're ready to potty train. Right. And I was like, I would never have guessed that. I mean, Who but, would we but, have but, talked to no, for that? No, but like, think about it. Maybe you would have because it's like, I think if you remove Google from that situation, you'd be like, oh, he's interested. I don't but know. But what would have happened then? I would, we, like, I would have called my mom. You would have called your mom and be like, hey, what happened? Did, did, did we smear poop on things? And they, what would they I mean, have your said? mom would have like a, a <laughs> note taken of the day you did it in 1983. Um, but that is another conversation. Um, I was going to say my, one of my best things about the tech we have available is the fact that Charlie gets to FaceTime our oh, families. That's true. Right? Like, I mean. My parents live close by, but he still FaceTimes them. Your parents don't. He gets to FaceTime. Yeah, last night he watched Frozen on my phone with his cousin James, who's four. Yeah. <laughs> and like my sister and I were just talking to each other, but James kept being like, I can't see the TV anymore. And I was like, is this a good thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That aside, I, I like I like that he gets to be able to see people and yeah. talk to people in our lives that are important. Yeah, face like without having face to time is see a nice them. One. What's been the hardest thing about raising a toddler with tech? I was gonna say everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think for me, it's like I just feel so guilty on my own device when like yeah. since Charlie doesn't have one, thank God, and like won't for a long time. I feel bad when like he looks up from a toy and we're both just on our phones. Me too. Um I feel like that's like true bad parenting and I don't want him to think that like when you're not doing something you should just be on your phone. Yeah. So I think like figuring out how to leave our phones at the kitchen table and go play on the ground with him like that kind of thing is hard. I think so too. And especially now because he's probably doing this to you too, but he's if he sees me on my phone, he'll come over to the phone and he'll say can I see garbage trucks on your phone? Well, and I then now him, I'm now I'm Googling garbage trucks. I told to him that um, my phone doesn't have garbage trucks. <laughs> Only dad's does. Yeah, you just, you just, you <laughs> just like, lie about certain technology. <laughs> like, no, I, it's so weird. My phone doesn't have garbage trucks. <laughs> we also got a lot of questions about how we decided to share pictures and videos of Charlie on social media, which I'll be honest, I don't know how you thought about th- we, You well, and I didn't really talk yeah, about this. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, this probably should be a private conversation. But I didn't. It never occurred to me that we wouldn't. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that, too. Like, I know a lot of people, like, put a little emoji over their kid. And there's all these conversations around, like, when he's old enough, is he going to hate that we shared him without his consent? And, like, I honestly think that is a bridge we can cross when that time comes. Yeah. Um, For me, I mean, specifically talking about like Instagram I've always just kind of used Instagram as like here's what's going on in my life right now obviously like edited and made a little more more fun than my life actually is but um (laughs) this one does yeah but um my life right now looks like Charlie you know and I he brings me joy and like I 
like to share the joy he brings me with my followers. And if someday there's like something up there that he doesn't want when he's eight or something, like take it down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I and don't we know try not answer. to like. I I don't think we post anything that would embarrass him, or at I mean, least yeah, we think it would embarrass I, him. I I posted something of him like using a tiny potty, and then I was like. Yuck! That's not for Instagram, <laughs> you know. Like, but I like reflected on it a day later and like took it down. Hey, here, this is when you were shitting as no, a kid. I know, yeah, no, I know, I know. A lot of Charlie. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast, like, maybe he doesn't want us doing this. <laughs> maybe we should get rid of this. It's it's hard, and um, I mean, there's some things that if they're like super personal, I'll like just share them on we have a shared album with both sets of our parents yeah we do a lot of sharing there or like i use the close friends function on instagram that's i know helpful... you don't know how to use it no but no like, that's a that's beyond me but i'll try to learn that one i'll too. sometimes use that i don't know we're probably not doing it right but we'll figure it out yeah i think we're fine <laughs> jessica asks uh how do you track house kids social stuff between you two apps shared calendar whiteboard I will take this one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Since I do take this one. Um, I, as you know, love a Google Calendar invite. Love one. Would have loved one to be invited on this podcast. Oh, well, see, that's I don't uh, I don't think I've ever sent one. You haven't. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is I can see your work calendar. Um, you cannot Thank see God. my personal calendar. No. If you want to, you can. <laughs> but I if if I'm doing something where you need to know that I'm like fully out I will send you to your work calendar and invite of what I'm doing yeah um or like Charlie has this I found at first I it, I thought it was a lot you sending me all these Google these Gmail it's invites crucial. Google invites sorry oh my god I don't even know how to yeah I know this is <laughs> you, I think you can just say like cal invite. calendar invites but now um I find it incredibly helpful and and calming because when I feel overwhelmed by my schedule, at least I can look at the week. Well, your calendar is devastating. It's I like, know. It's like eat lunch. I do have to put eat lunch. It's I have so to put sad. like travel time to something else. That's so depressing. Yeah, so it's good. Um, no, I just like them because then you can see the week ahead. I, I often send them to you with no context, like a child's birthday party. Yeah. That one sometimes I'm like, oh, who is this? First of all, who is this child? <laughs> who is this two-year-old that now I'm going to spend my Saturday at their birthday party? Oh, my God. Your life is so hard, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also like old school to-do lists, as you know. So I'll like write out a weekly to-do list, put it on the fridge. You're extremely organized. When it comes to that kind of thing, yes. yes. I like to know what the week ahead looks like. Yeah. Ashley's Memorial Day sale is going on now. Shop our biggest selection of hot buys, cool deals, or shop limited time savings on new summer spaces. Plus, get 72-month special financing on select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Whether you're redecorating indoors or rethinking your outdoor space, save big on this season's trending styles only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required, no minimum purchase required. See store for details. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. All right, there's some questions for uh, for you uh, from from listeners and followers. I feel like these ones were for me. Yeah. W.S. Newman asks, might be a whole episode, but I think mom group online culture is especially wild. Do you engage? I agree that mom group online culture is wild. Um, I mean, I think the, like defining engage is interesting here because – kind of the way I'm like a TikTok consumer. I am a mom group online consumer. Um, like I read them. Yeah. There's there's they're also like dependent on the app, I think. Like when I was pregnant, I was on the like what to expect when you're expecting app and you could like read these like old school chat forums of people who had your due date and like the 
they were crazy, crazy <laughs> conversations happening in there. And they would kind of like spin me out because I'd be like, oh, that's not, it's I didn't a little, feel it's that. It's a little next door. Yeah, it's totally, <laughs> it's next door-ish, but for like pregnancy. Mm. And then, um, I mean, I'm, I sometimes I look at some of the like the mom chains on Reddit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I didn't like, know, that. I didn't I even know you were on Reddit. Really? Are you on Reddit? <laughs> no. I don't even I don't even know how to use Reddit. What I know it's like a thread. I like barely know how to use it. I just like get a somehow Reddit is like TikTok for me where they like send me an email of things that I care about. Oh. And so I somehow like do some lurking. But again, I'm a lurker. Um I will say I engage in mom group online culture Instagram, I guess, just in the way that like I follow big little feelings and solid to start and so do you. Which I originally was like big little feelings. I was like, what is this? This is crazy. And now whenever Charlie does something, I actually go to big little feelings on Instagram and I get great. I think there's great advice there. Yeah. I mean, you react as a human and then you go check out what big <laughs> yeah, little no, feelings. I mean, that's, You're not yeah, like, that's... oh, hello. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. I, I would say the the number one like mom group online culture thing is like just real life text chains. Like I am on so You're many on mom, mom text group chains. text chains. A lot of them were like I, there's this weird thing that happens when you have a kid where people just invite you to text chains of moms mm. and you have nothing else in common with these people other than you're all parents. And then I just like always mute the text chains because it's like 40 people. Yeah. Um, I'm not on a bunch of dad text chains. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's really weird. <laughs> I probably could like text six text chains and access 200 women right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is wild. But sometimes it's really helpful. Yeah. No, I imagine. Embolina94 asks, most useful side effect of John being so online? Hi, this is a good one. I'm interested in this answer. I don't have to listen to any podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, okay. It's true. If, if something is happening, if there's like breaking news, you will text me. Yeah. Um, I consume the news, it. but at dinner, like, it's nice to talk about current events, and you always give me kind of like a. I give you a curated version. Exactly. I give you. I give you like a like a five minute version of Pod Save America. Yeah. Okay. And good. then it, I listen too often, but <laughs> you do. but you I do. have so many mom texts that it's no, tough yeah, to course, make the time. Of course. Uh, wow. Hey, what asks? What's your most memorable Twitter fight that John engaged in? Okay, so I thought about this one. Um, you're better at not getting in Twitter fights, I will say. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank I you. think like Tanya helped you with that. Yeah, she did. It was a couple years ago. But I remember when you launched The Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, was it in like 2018? Yeah. Okay. You launched The Wilderness and you like tweeted about it and you tweeted something like how it was looking at. I tweeted, what's broken about the Democratic yeah. Party and how do we fix it? Yeah. And it was like, a, this is what the podcast is about. And all these people all these democrats were like so mad at you and like but because the, i because i insinu- because i because it it posited that the democratic party was broken which yeah. people could not handle okay but i the problem that i had with it was this is, isn't even like a twitter fight for you because you didn't really engage but like people we know <laughs> tweeted mean things at you yeah people in politics yeah. that we knew yeah and i and i was like i know these people <laughs> and you kind of like let it slide but i still remember who we know <laughs> who was mean to you about the wilderness and i hold grudges yeah no i don't hold grudges you do which is which, which is so. which is important that was ridiculous well you know what uh, cuz it's like and once the podcast came out none of those people complained about it cuz it was like yeah i was going to tell you this is constructive yeah. Said, I'm not being an right. asshole here. Right. People are crazy. All right. I know uh, exactly who it was. <laughs> Ryano asks, being more hip to it than your husband. Thank, thank you, Ryano. Thank you, Ryano. Uh, what are the social media trends that took your husband the longest to pick up on and which lingering habits should be buried in the woods? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question. Um well, first, thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for this opportunity. Uh I think like honestly, what you were trying when you were trying to the fact that you don't know how to send a Google Calendar invite, mm-hmm. kind of the whole Google Drive world is like a little foreign to you in a way where I used Google Drive in college. Yeah. And like, that's why, I, like John, when John and Tommy started a company after they left the White House together, <laughs> they started um, like a speech writing consulting company called Fenway Strategies. And they came home one day and John was like, 
uh, yeah, our new assistant just introduced me to something called Google Documents. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm a Microsoft Word person. I know. Still you, in my, like, track changes. I can't even believe you sent me. I, like, begged you for some of these questions in advance, and you just, like, emailed me an attachment. Yeah. And I had to open it in Google Docs. <laughs> you have Microsoft Word? I, I've had it forever. I, that's all all the prep I do for the pod. Everything I do is in Microsoft Word. Even when everyone at this company uses Google Docs and forces me to use it, I still do something on Word and then transfer it over. That is so, so weird. <laughs> no, that's just, that's that's my generation. Don't say your generation. Like, we're not, like, <laughs> like, like, like this is a terribly, we, well, are, we are nine years apart. That's, a, you know. But, my, like, they were formative years of Microsoft Word correct, to Google Docs. Correct, correct, And all through, and also, I, you know this, like, I hate the idea of, as a writer, as a former writer, as writing... <laughs> what, are you, what are you writing, Yeah, writing, am I writing these days? As writing in a Google Doc with, like, 10 other people in the document watching me write. Like, leave me alone. I want to just write, and then I'll send it to you. I don't want people watching me write. Okay. I hear you on that. <laughs> but you can also... Do you know you don't have to, like, invite people someone to just, it? Someone just told you me You just that. learned that someone you don't have recently, to... Yeah, shit. I was talking to some of our staff about this, and they... they like, why don't you start your document... By myself. Yeah. But sometimes, that's fine, but sometimes people edit. Sometimes people send me a doc to edit, and then I'm in the editing, and everyone sees it. It's just an issue. Oof. That's just that's just a me thing. Okay. Anyway, um, so that so I'm now I'm more familiar with the Google world. Okay, and Google Drive, just Google in Drive. general. Yeah, I know. You can store a lot of things in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you're bad at Instagram, generally. Yeah. Like, I guess it goes back to, like, being bad at taking pictures. Right, because that's that seems seemingly the main function. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you're also like your Instagram feed was really weird for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's, Insta when I, I first signed up for Instagram, it was like. Yeah, you had Instagram before I did. Yeah. And it was just a way to communicate with my small circle of friends at the time. Right. And then when it became a public thing, I remember when I first like went public on Instagram to like go back yeah. and like uh, delete all sorts of embarrassing comments and stuff. Yeah. Mostly Tommy's. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think though the more you're using Instagram, like the better job it's doing curating its content for you. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. That do makes you sense. like shop on Instagram? Not really. No. Do you get ads though that are I do. good? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you like, oh, I like that? Sometimes, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, once in a while. All right. Beck asks, which of you would not survive the White Lotus? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that both of us. I think. I was thinking about this one. Knowing how people died over the last two seasons, I think yeah. both of us would survive. Yeah. But if you had to pick one of us, it would you would definitely survive because you're uh you're just you're very shrewd, <laughs> I think. Very clever. Thank you. Why uh, do you think you would not survive? I'm a li I'm um <laughs> I was think I'm definitely more like uh like you know how Albie's an easy mark yeah. in this one. Oh, I hate that you're identifying with Albie. I, I, I was I was reluctant uh. to say that. I'm just in this one way <laughs> is that I'm very naive. I'm very naive. I, you could you can yeah. take advantage of me pretty easily. <laughs> I think would be my I'm more my weakness. Of, I'm more of a Daphne. I'm more of a Daphne. You are more. I'm a Daphne. goddamn mastermind. <laughs> That's all we'll do on that. Okay, okay. There were about a million questions for you about Taylor Swift uh, that could Perfect. take up an entire episode, uh, but I will just go with this one. Emily, what are your top three midnight tracks? This is a hard question for me because the entire album is mm. perfection. Mm -hmm. But I think if I do top three, I would do Antihero, mm -hmm. Karma. Mm -hmm. And mastermind, wow! Like lyrically and musically, those are my top three. Wow. Okay. You know I'm a big lyrics person. I know you are, which is weird because you're more of a straight music, and then you listen to the lyrics. Yes, which is interesting. Yeah, I because I always go music first. Which is weird since you're a writer. But I also mm, grew up all... playing the piano. That's true. And I think it was so the music gets to me first, and then I after I listen to the song a bunch of times, I really get into the lyrics, hmm. which is why I think. Uh, um, You're on your own, kid. Is one of my favorites that I that I got to yeah. because the more I listened to the lyrics, the more I liked it. That's like maroon. Oh, that's so sad that you you related to You're on Your Own, kid, more after listening to the lyrics. It ends up being, I think, I have, we talk about this for. I think it's a hopeful song at the end. I don't think it's as sad as no, everyone I, thought it was at first. I think it's a it is a track five though. It is a track five. What was the other one you said? Uh, I like maroon a lot. I like maroon and um, and I like anti-hero too. 
So, okay, before we go, we will attempt to answer the initial question about how my online habits have evolved since we did this episode last year. Our producers have helpfully come up with a report card with different categories in which uh, you can give me a grade. Okay. A, exceeded expectations. B, good effort. C, same old, same old. D, room for growth. F, fiasco. I mean, I know what what an A means. I know, but well, they you know they came up with words for each of them, so I thought I'd read them. All right. right. Yeah, do you get any like pluses or minuses, or are we just you can straight? do pluses or minuses? Yeah. No, okay. it's, this is well, it's our rules. I was a real B plus kind of student. We make the rules. <laughs> you you would have been upset with an A minus, right? No. I would have been upset with a B plus. <laughs> really? Oh my god, B plus was like grounds for celebration. <laughs> a minus, I was okay with. Okay, continue. Um, all right, navigating screen time with a little kid. I'll give you a B. And well, now that I know how hard on yourself you are, maybe a B plus. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like I think you, I think no, you I, try. I like yeah, yeah, I probably. What you can give me that one. What would I get? I think you get a. A minus B plus. Okay, well, I mean, honestly, I now that I know I, you're you're <laughs> you're you're with him a lot more, so it's no, a tougher... I, I'm more still stuck on the fact that you think like a B plus is not a great grade. <laughs> no, that's just for me. And co- I think this okay. is a different grading. Okay, system. okay. I'm talking okay. about me in college. Okay, that, don't worry about okay. giving me a okay. C. Or okay. That's not okay. I understand. Go. Thank you. Um, thank you for what you said about <laughs> A minus. I'm thrilled with that grade. Uh, understanding TikTok. I think you're going to get a C just because, like, you know how to access it. Honestly, I think a C is a generous yeah. at this point. I, 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 I want to know. I don't know what's going on with my algorithm. I don't know how to change it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That's the thing that's so crazy about it, though. Like, I don't know how to change it either. I'm just, I just like it. Consuming it. Yeah. Interesting. Getting in Twitter fights. I'm giving you an A. Thank you. I mean, I'm not, like, on Twitter that much, so yeah. if... You're getting in fights and I'm not seeing them. Maybe someone should flag it, but I yeah. don't think you are. I'm posting too much about how Elon Musk is an asshole. I got to stop that. I'm done. Well, you're but also, was... <laughs> for me, that question is like, you. I used to be able to tell when you were in a Twitter scuffle yeah. based on your real life present mood. Yeah. And I'd be like. And the jaw, the jaw, the clenched jaws would really be going. Yeah. And they like twitch too. But yeah. like you used to, I used to be like, you're not, he's not mad at me. Like yeah. what is going on here? And then I would check Twitter and I'd be like, oh, yeah. but that is not happening Thank anymore. You. Thank you. All right. Good. Peeing with phone in hand. F. <laughs> <laughs> like you're peeing. Yeah, just no, put it I down. Still, it's, I don't know why. I don't know. like. I should just have that time for like, myself, just for thoughts. Also, yuck. I know there's, yeah, I know, yuck. I yuck. Know. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> All right. In general, screen time. Uh, my average was six hours and 15 minutes in 2021. Is that a day? Yeah. No, no. That's, um, yeah, I think it is a day. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of, a lot of laughter and gasps in the studio. <laughs> Emma Emma's just basically been shaking her head through the whole interview. Um I do we know what like a normal person's is? I don't know. But but I I just checked before we did this. Six hours I'm is not, a I'm, lot I'm, of your it's, day. It's four hours and twenty five minutes now. Oh. Oh, this, last this year, year last six? year was six six hours fifteen minutes in twenty twenty one twenty twenty two it's um it's four hours and and fifty minutes or something like that maybe lower forty four thirty okay um well I mean keep in mind I, it's okay. screen time every time you it's open not like on Twitter yeah no it's I like every time you open your phone yeah I'm also thinking like you get up at five a.m. right a lot of um, a lot of hours in the day and then we sort of have like an hour of screen time at night separately yeah, once together goes to bed. yeah right right so <laughs> um, it adds up. That's interesting. I will say, like, you also have a lot of other screens. Like, you got your laptop. You got your iPad. That's fair. That's you know, fair. I would say you're pretty much constantly <laughs> seeing a screen. <laughs> so are we? Are, are um, we getting any? Do I get any improvement for the, the the the? I mean, numerically, it did go down. Yeah. I mean, I think you're. I think you're doing better about putting your phone down. Okay. Um. I could hear there's a reluctant tone there, but I appreciate. No. I mean, Appreciate also, it. like, part of me wants you to have your phone, you know? Like, what yeah. if I need to contact you? Yeah, that's right. I'm always available. You are. Always available. <laughs> You're extremely that's available. That's why if, I'm, if you can't reach me, that's, that's when people get concerned. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're at a white lotus somewhere. 
thanks for doing this. This was fun. I loved uh, this. I like that we, this is going to be our annual tradition now. Is it? I, I think so. I might not I be we, available next year. Okay, okay. Check my calendar, my <laughs> Google Cal. Uh, Emily Favreau, thank you for joining Offline again. Thank you for having me. Offline is a Crooked Media production. It's written and hosted by me, John Favreau. It's produced by Austin Fisher. Emma Illick-Frank is our associate producer. Andrew Chadwick is our sound editor. Kyle Seglin, Charlotte Landis, and Vasilis Fotopoulos sound engineered the show. Jordan Katz and Kenny Siegel take care of our music. Thanks to Michael Martinez, Ari Schwartz, Amelia Montooth, and Sandy Gerard for production support. And to our digital team, Elijah Cohn and Narmel Konian, who film and share our episodes as videos every week. <laughs>